You ever been listening to a podcast and thought to yourself, man, I could do this? Well, now you can. We didn't know how to start our podcast until we found Buzzsprout. Following the link in the show's notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. We use Buzzsprout and it makes podcasting so easy. You can start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space. If you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. So go ahead, click the link down below, let them know that Don't Tell Me sent you, and support the show by starting your own. Roll the tape. Motherfuckers. The fuck is up, bitches? It's been a goddamn minute. I know you missed us, but uh we're back. We're back. Don't you worry. Don't you worry your pretty sweet little head. We back. Yeah, evidently y'all missed us because fucking given you guys have been giving us more uh listens and views since we stopped recording than when we were fucking recording. You just sometimes, you know, you just gotta know what you what you had. I fucked that up. Wanna try that one again? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta know what you had. You gotta, you you gotta know what you had, you know? <laughs> you fucking drunk hillbilly. <laughs> you just gotta know what you had. You man. don't know what you had until it's gone is what I was going there, for. <laughs> there it is. My boy. Yeah. Um, I'm out of practice. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Shit, I should have grabbed another beer before we started. I'm almost out of this one. I grabbed uh, three. Yeah, fuck. Actually, can we hit pause real quick? I'm going to go grab another beer. No, we're not, we're not hitting pause. We're not hitting pause. This is going to be silent time with Cody. Okay, you riff. I'll be back. No, I'm just kidding. Hit pause. <laughs> oh, you bitch. <laughs> this motherfucker actually fucking left. So how are you guys doing? And this has been your play-by-play with Cody. Um, I don't know how the fuck Chris D'Elia does this bullshit because uh, this shit fucking sucks. This fucking solo bullshit. No one to talk back to you. You're just talking to the fucking air. That shit will make you go crazy. Thank God he's back. All right, I'm back. All right. You're going to have a hell of a time listening to that. I hope you delete it, but, uh, you know, um, we'll see. Oh, no cuts. I didn't tell you that. We're not doing cuts anymore. (laughs) Bitch, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I got to catch my breath real quick. You had to walk uh, five steps? I fucking ran up to the... (sighs) Bitch, you're just fat. I had to run like 20 steps. You're just fat. I'm fat. Give me a second. (laughs) Probably going to die of COVID. Oh. Obese, overweight, I'm facts, alcoholic. baby boy. Yeah, obviously that don't fucking work now, does it? No, that's the that's word on the word on the street. Now all these vaccinated um, motherfuckers are catching the vid. The VID. <laughs> it's like HIV, but worse. Doesn't but kill worse. just gay yeah. people. At least AIDS is treatable now. <laughs> Ask magic. <laughs> 
Um, real quick before we before we get back into things, um, um, I there has been breaking news. It's been everywhere. I'm sure you've heard it, but it is official. Coming from DTM, Norm McDonald has finally quit his gambling addiction. The motherfucker died. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) He died? (laughs) Yeah. That's so fucked up. It is, but... (laughs) Norm would have wanted it like that, man. It's not as good as Norm, but you can't be one of the greats. No, obviously. Not even close, but fucking, you know. <sighs> yeah, man, we uh, we lost we lost one of the greats. That's that's a fact. One of the greatest to ever do it. He really was. Uh, this one's for Norm, man. Cheers. I think you could hear that. Yeah. But. But no, for real, like. Yeah. Norm was. Just want a pair of respects. Norm. On the Mount Rushmore, like, the comedy coin, his face would be on that shit. Like, he is one of the best to ever do it. Unapologetic. And was just an amazing fucking comic. And there, there will not be someone that can do it as well in the style of Norm. Anytime ever. That's a... That's the thing that's the thing about Norm man is like even if you don't even if you're not somebody who like listened to his stand up or ever watched SNL when he was on it, you know, you you've heard his voice through other comedians. Yeah, no, he was other comedians have like he's one of those guys that like when other comedians start, they try to they try to take his voice in a way, you know, his cadence or whatever. Not not trying to rip him off, just that he's like he's he's a comedian's comedian, you know. The way that he's that he guy did, that makes the other comedians. The laugh. way that he did comedy was just unparalleled, and it's something that obviously he had years and years of practice. But like it was just it was his fucking personality that made all of it so good. And he was unapologetic about everything. If if he saw that it was pissing someone off, he was leaning into that motherfucker like no tomorrow. He lost a job because of it. Yeah, he lost SNL over it. Um, which, you know, for anybody else, that would have been like all that they talked about for the rest of their lives. And all he was known for was his time on SNL and then everything he's done since then, you know, like... And that was when SNL not, was good. Not known as the guy that I didn't even know for the longest time that he lost his job on SNL because he never made like a big deal about it. No, he didn't know? give a fuck. Like that was the that was one of the best things about Norm Macdonald was he just did not give a single shit, and he thought everything was on limits for comedy. Like it, there was nothing that was off limits. And that's what he believed comedy was, and he's one of the greats because of it. Yeah, so, you know, fucking respect to Norm, man. He'll be missed terribly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we just, we just, you know, you have to, you have to pay your respects to a fucking legend like that when, when they die. Also, fucking nine years and not telling anybody that he had cancer, like. Yeah, didn't give, like, no self-pity whatsoever. No, like you, and that's the thing about him, man. Like you did, he, you know, he did that because he didn't want anybody to like give him anything out of pity, or you know, he didn't want he he didn't want to be the center of attention unless it was for being funny. Dude, this motherfucker was in the middle of getting canceled while he was going through cancel cancer, cancel cancer. They're the same thing. What was he getting canceled for? They. Dude, they've tried to cancel fucking uh, norms for probably at least four times in the past since, like, 2015. I guess you never even really think about it, or I've never even heard really or thought about it just because he's one of those guys that's, like, he's uncancelable. Like, the, he does what he does, 
And if you don't like it, then don't fucking listen to it, you know? Right, which is how fucking comedy should be. But, and that was the thing about Norman's, like, no, he never made a fucking big deal about it. So unless you were paying attention to what the fuck was going on in the Twitter sphere at that point, like, no, you didn't fucking know. Hello, Twitter world. Fucking OJ. Hello, hey, Twitter, Twitter world. world. That's why fucking uh, <laughs> Norm got canceled in the first place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't stop oh, making yeah. fun of OJ during the trial. <laughs> like, this is when it's fresh, oh, he's fresh. He's so easy to make fun of, though. You know. Yeah, that's fucked, man. When you oh. kill two people, but, you know, double homicide. That'll really fuck you. And that, that was the thing about Norm, though, is he was always there to, like, help fellow comedians and stuff, and... I think um, him leaving SNL for, you know, whatever reason, opened opened the door for other people to come in and do the job. You know, we got a Colin Quinn out of it. No, who was the guy no, before No, Colin him? Quinn took over um, on the weekend update after he got canceled off of SNL. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what Norm did. Norm did weekend uh, update. Uh, fuck. What show, What was the show that he was actually on after SNL? Was it Colin Quinn that took over? Or yeah, was it was it, Colin um, Quinn followed him. Okay. And Seth Meyers or... Or one of the other unfunny people. Yeah, I don't know. That guy's not even a comedian. Like, what the fuck was he doing on there? Seth Meyers? Uh, he knows how to pander. Yeah. Which was also... I, yeah. He's like a self-described actor. He, eh, I'm not going to get into Seth Meyers. But whatever, literally... But. Let's take this, um, I'm not going to get the quote exactly right, but it was, Norm said, comedy should always have shock value, and it should never pander. And that's why, yeah. that's why he was so fucking great. He would, he would bomb yeah. in front of fucking audiences, and, but if you're watching the clip and you take the audience out of it, you can... I'm, okay, personally, I will laugh my ass off. Any fan of comedy laughs their fucking ass off. But the uh, audience just fucking is dead silent, can hear a fucking pin drop because they're uncomfortable with his joke. Well, I think that's part of the genius of it is like um, that you don't take the audience out of it. The funny part of watching it like post when he's delivering it is that the audience is uncomfortable with it and he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just Yeah, he just fucking lays into it. The audience being uncomfortable and him bombing is part of what makes it so funny. I mean, fuck, when he was on The View, when he was expelled from The View, he was on there live and um it was like I don't It was like this. 2001. Obviously, I didn't watch it live. I mean, I might have, but I was like five. I didn't even know the view was a thing back then. Oh, dude, the view's been around for too fucking long. But um, he was on the view, and it was right after George W. Bush got elected, <laughs> and uh, Norm looks at looks at him. He's like, "Yeah, it's good to get a murderer out of the White House." And they're just like, "What? What are the fuck are you talking about?" Essentially, he's like, "Oh, you didn't know, like." Bill Clinton killed a motherfucker. <laughs> and dude, the view, all of the hosts are just trying to like get him off the topic. And he just keeps burying himself deeper on purpose. It's just like, okay. And he finishes it off like, okay, fine. Manslaughter, whatever. <laughs> dude. And he was, he was oh literally banned from the fucking view after that. And nice. that's just, that's fucking norm. Yeah. And you, I, like, any com yeah, any man. real comedian uh, and any comedy lover that, like, actually respects comedy for what it is, you have to give the utmost respect to Norm MacDonald. Like, yeah. comedy's subjective. <clears throat> you can say, okay, I didn't... I don't think he's the best. I don't think he is in the top five. Like, he's not my favorite comedian. But no one that actually knows what the fuck comedy is can say that Norm MacDonald was not funny or wasn't a great comedian. Yeah, that. well, that's what, you know, I would say he's, 
he's probably not even in like my top five favorite comedians of all time. Man, eh, maybe no, he's probably uh, he's he in is, my top actually. five favorite. He's not he's not my favorite comedian of all time, but even still, it's like, how can you? Yeah, you can't argue that he wasn't one of the greatest of all time to ever. You know, he wasn't one of the greatest to ever do the fucking thing. Like he's one of the fucking goats. Whether whether you like him or think he's the best in your top one, whatever, like that's all subjective. That's what comedy is. That's what any art form is. You can't say like a Van like Van Gogh and Picasso and like you can't compare them necessarily. Like you can have a favorite, but you know that they're the top ones in their field. And that's like Yeah. Well I think like there's there's comedians that like I would personally more identify with, I guess, so I find their right. jokes funnier. Um, in you know, for my sense of humor. Um but like when you look at comedy as just like a just the art form itself and like how to do it, he would have taught the master class, right? Or whatever, like you know, you've got top five in no particular order. Like you've got to say um, Richard Pryor, um, Bill yeah, Burr absolutely. has climbed his ranks. I disagree, but analyzes comedy. No, no, no. I, I think he's great. He's probably one of the best to do it, but I'm just not, not a fan. But Burr, you know. Chappelle. Um, mm-hmm. I would say Chappelle's probably number number t- one or two greatest of all like, time. Oh, but. Chappelle is way the fuck up yeah. there. I love Chappelle. Chappelle like, might be my favorite comedian of all time. Um, fuck, why did I just forget his fucking name? I can see his face. Oh, uh, Carlin. Really? George Carlin? Yeah. If, like, not from a I will watch his comedy special over and over and over again, like, that's pure preference. If you really break down, like, how he approaches the comedic sphere and his art form, he's in a different branch than, like, all of these comedians are. They're in different branches, but he was amazing at what he was doing yeah yeah i can't argue with that again i think it's just like one of those like i'm not my like a bill burr thing just not really my cup of tea i was more of a sam kinnison kind of guy but right i mean and then you got to put sam kinnison like there i could go we could go on and on for like the greats of comedy yeah and then the fucking uh the hacks. Ooh, let's list yeah, some hacks. hacks. That's the word. Oh, oh, hacks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Schumer. Let's list some hacks. Amy Schumer. Schumer. <laughs> yeah. That one automatically comes. No, to you mind. know what's fucked up. You know what's fucked up is Amy Schumer used to be funny. That's the, yeah. Like, no, that's the sad part. Well, and same she, with uh, fuck. When um, she started giving a fuck, that's when she stopped being funny. Fuck. What's the other? Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman used to be same fucking thing. funny, yeah, and she was all about the shock thing. comedy. And, but she fucking sold out. Yep. And that's what, like, that's really like a test of true comedy. Like if you can make it with any of this bullshit, like you can pander to someone like that one that got a special or two specials on Netflix. Amy Schumer. (laughs) No, not the whale. (laughs) No, I know. I know. Uh, who are you? Um, she, she didn't she just have like one name? No, that or, was the name of her special. Lynette was was it? Lynette? Oh God, that uh, yeah, was it? I know who you're talking about. Fuck! Why can I not? I mean, she's not important. But... She took um the girl, the chick you're talking about took um the role that Chris D'Elia was supposed to play in that new uh, Dave Batista movie. Uh, which one, but really? Yeah, that, like, um, that, like, zombie movie that Dave uh, Batista's is in. Really? Yeah, that, she's, like, the helicopter pilot or whatever. That was supposed to be Chris D'Elia, and then he got canceled. Don't fuck kids, kids. Unless you're a kid, then you can do it, but use a condom. 
teen pregnancy is not not a good thing. Did he? Did he? I, I just want to. I, I want to clarify. I'm not. Like, I think Crystalia is probably just a piece of shit, but I don't think he was fucking underage people. I don't. I honestly don't think so. I don't know for a fact. Allegedly, whether whether you he can was throw that grooming around. or not, I don't. You know who knows? Yeah. I mean, I the courts or whatever. But I've seen both of them. I don't really give a fuck. Um, if he's fucking kids, you know, kill him. Uh, if he's not fucking kids, let him do his thing. Not my fucking business. Yeah, I mean, don't. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You don't want him out there like trying to. The grooming or whatever is definitely a problem, but um, if that was happening, that's terrible. If not, I don't, you know, whatever. Okay, um, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I want to get back onto the uh, whole comedy no. thing that we're talking oh, about, but yeah. just a question that came to mind. Is talking to a 17-year-old, because this is, a, yes, this is supposedly... Stop, Cody. Wait. No, like I'm just saying in like Crystalia shoes, you know how everyone says like, oh, she's not 18. And then once she's 18, like it's, oh, it's free game, which I have a problem Mm -hmm. with uh, the age gap anyways. And I'm way closer than most of these fuckers that say it. Um, But like if they're 17 and nine months and you're like, kind of talking to him like Dalia was for those three months and don't fuck him until they turn 18. Is that considered grooming? Is that considered uh, waiting until you're in a good spot? Like that is, yeah, that is considered grooming. Um, I think the real, those the three real months issue really makes that big of a difference though. Well, it's with that situation specifically, I think, what it really comes down to is one, the age, right? Like he's in his fucking late thirties or early forties. Yeah. No, it's weird. Regardless. Um, I'm not saying it's not weird. That's fucking, that's awful anyway. But, um, what what was I saying? Um, the power structure. Yeah. The power that that's what most of the shit comes down to any, any kind of like, for the most part, a lot of these kind of, um, sexual allegations or whatever a lot of it comes down to the power structure you know like even if it's an iffy thing like that like okay say he was say he was 20 talking to a 17 year old that was going to be 18 in three months less weird but definitely still weird but way less weird because they're not a famous fucking comedian that's the thing is like it always comes down to the power the power structure like like a 20-year-old dating their professor in college, right? Are they both legal, consenting adults? Yeah, for sure. But is it fucked up? Yeah, absolutely, because of the power structure. Like, they hold power over them. Okay, so... Yes, I agree. But let's think about it like this. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, J-Lo, whatever fucking celebrity of the month it is this month like she approaches you at 24 5 whatever the fuck you are um does she not have a power over you that's different but like in that like they're just there is that's that's the thing is like you have to be able to determine those power um gaps right like well, but there's always going to be a if power you're gap. if you're an underage if you're an underage girl talking to a famous 40 year old of course like even if they're not attracted to them like they're gonna fucking talk to them because they're famous right? right but so is an 18 year old girl the same so way i would two year old girl and at that point it becomes it's just skeevy it's not really like a legal issue it's not you know what i mean that's what i'm saying is like these girls that he was talking to that were over the age of 18. I still think it's fucking skeevy. Right. Like it's still not cool by any means. Is it illegal? No. Is it wrong? That's up to uh, that's up to your interpretation at that point, I think. So, that's a that's that's your your whatever you I think it's not okay, but you know, some people might and, you know, who has the energy to argue that? <laughs> oh, not me. I just like starting shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, like that's just. No, I'm with you though. Because 
everything that I've seen about Dalia was it was like seventeen year olds that stuck snuck into his show or he was like hit me up when you turn eighteen, which I guess is in a back alley way of being a quote unquote good guy. <laughs> <laughs> like hit me up when you're 18. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't touch you now, but three it's, months later, yeah, it's like, still skeevy. <laughs> that's not a good guy. That's a skeevy guy. That's smart. Right. It's know? just like, <laughs> like, Hey, handcuffs suck. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, d- like I'd fuck you right now, but I would not do well in prison. So hit me up in three months. You know. I mean, we kind of talked about that. Um, when we talked about bad bunny, I know this was, or bad baby, bad baby. Uh, the oh, catch me yeah. outside shit chick yeah. um but when she started her only fans and right as soon as she turned 18 and made the yep. mill and a half or whatever like all those dude that's what i've this is what i've always said about those kinds of guys though right is like that a guy that's in his 40s that wants to date an 18 year old it's not that that's the lowest that he would go it's that that's the lowest he can go you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not that he wouldn't fuck a 17-year-old. It's that he would go to prison if he fucked a 17-year-old. So he'll settle for an 18-year-old. So does it make you a... You're still 40 fucking years old. Like, date someone your own age, man. So who's the better person? Someone talk... Or, like, what a creepy mean? motherfucker talking to, like, a 17-and-a-half-year-old? Or the creepy motherfucker that says, hit me up when you're 18? Those are the same guy. I don't. <laughs> you mean the guy well, that no. the guy that says that, or the guy that dates an eighteen-year-old when he's forty-five? Yeah. I would say, like it's literally like six months. Re- just it's so. I'd have a hard time like even quantifying the difference between those man because they're still they're both equally skeevy in my mind. Yeah, no, they're but, literally both fucking sleaze balls. Yeah, but like. Does it make you a better person just because you abide by the uh, couple months that is different also, that makes it legal? Or does that just make you What the fuck is scared? wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you if you're f- in your 40s and you want to date an 18-year-old, dude? I'm 25, and I could not even imagine dating an 18-year-old. Have you ever met a fucking 18-year-old? Ima- like, <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> Like what the fuck are you gonna talk about TikTok? I don't. <laughs> what What do you have in common? I'm 25 and I could not list five things that I would have in common with an 18 year old man. It's literally just the sex. That's it. Uh, and even then, like, like there's I've met some 25 year olds that have some pretty fucking you know like they got it going on. You don't have to dip down to 18, bro. I mean, mid 20s is where it's at because they're like. That's their peak, yeah, they're, man. Like, they're taking care of themselves because they want to look hot and they want to dress skimpy like a high schooler, but they're still mature enough to have a fucking the- conversation that doesn't involve like 40 times in one sentence. That's the other thing, man. Not to get skeevy myself, but <laughs> you can meet an 18-year-olds that are in good shape or whatever that are hot or a dime a dozen, right? A 26-year-old or a 25-year-old woman that's hot and in shape, like, you know that she's, that's a personal choice. She's chosen to, like, take care of herself or, you know, whatever. Yeah, she doesn't have that 18-year-old metabolism mixed with anorexia. Yeah. So, you know, she's going to, she's going to maintain that shit. She's going to keep it tight, toit, as it were, you know? She hits those Kegels. (laughs) Yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh my god! Oh, what a difference they can make, though. Let me tell you, for for any ladies out there listening, <laughs> do your kegels. Holy shit! Except sometimes no, but, it'll uh, make your man feel bad, and you feel bad because uh, it goes a little quick, quicker than expected. <laughs> No, I have yeah. No. <laughs> Never mind. That's not a podcast. <laughs> podcast. The gun. The gun yeah, has I've a had, very. I've, uh, I've hair dated trigger. some girls that. Do, I've I've done I've done uh, I've uh, dated some girls that did a lot of kegels and uh, it, it, 
it would it got to the point where it was like I I can't fit inside of you anymore. <laughs> like you gotta stop with the kegels, bro. I've gotten to the point where I get pissed off because it's like this like this isn't this monkey grip shit should not happen without multiple joints involved, and uh, I'm not happy about it. Like this is making me look yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah no you gotta uh back to the comedy thing man um oh, yeah. yeah man I th- there's always gonna be good comedians but the great comedians come once once in a generation you know or I mean two two or three times maybe specifically in comedy that you, you get a few of those you know you got um. I mean, right now you got a lot of great comedians, um, but only a few that'll go down as goats, you know, and for the time that Norm came up in comedy and got big in comedy, like he was definitely the goat. Yeah. I mean, this motherfucker was on SNL with Sandler, Kevin James, um, David Spade. Kevin James wasn't on SNL. Wasn't he? I thought that's no. where he started. That's I think that's where he got King of Queens. Or no, no, no. Uh, he got the. I think he got that from a. Uh, not Def Jam, the one in uh, Canada. What's the big music festival up there? Or not music festival? Uh, comedy. Fuck, I can't even remember. I have but no idea. it's huge. Like it's still around today, but it was kind of like. In Canada? It's in Montreal, I think. Great Outdoors Comedy Festival? No. Halifax Comedy Festival? Just, just for uh, laughs. I think Montreal. it is just for laughs. But, like, that was where you <laughs> made it. Sense. And I think that's where yeah. Kevin James got his, uh, got King of Queens. Yeah, no, I, because I, he, I watched something one time about how he bombed his SNL, like, he got an SNL audition, but he bombed it. But he would have been on had he had he not bombed it. He would have been on at the same right. time as that. I mean, yeah, that's when. But that's when like Norm was. Norm at that point had made it, and this is early '90s, because like he was at. Yeah. To know that you made it, you went to the, um, you went to those festivals, and that's when you. It wasn't just like you built a YouTube following and you had your own little niche. Like, this was before all of that bullshit. Yeah. Like, you had to be invited to this, and that's when you knew that you were making it as a comedian. That's the thing right now, man, is, like, I know it's ironic to say this while we're doing this, but it's too easy <laughs> for people to get their voices out there now. So, in this time where we have so many great, com- you know, the greats are still out there. We, you know, like, the people you listed, um... Well, there was one that I was going to say you didn't mention, but, um, oh, fuck, who, I don't, anyway, oh, I would throw, personally, I would throw Theo Vaughn up on there, just for the originality of him, because he's unlike any other comedian, you know, his whole act is completely unique. that's kind of like, but that's a personal taste Well, but that's where the like having YouTube and social media and all this bullshit is it's a very double-edged sword because anyone can kind of do it and gain a little bit of a following. You have to have people that are going to relate to your type yeah. of comedy. Like you have to have some sort of, you skill. do have to be funny. Let's not, yeah, let's not undersell them. Like it's well, not, I that- mean, except for the chick that did Nanette or Lynette or, whatever yeah i don't that's like a social justice thing that's the other there's too many people writing the social justice to the top um but like where i was going with that is like it's too easy for a lot of people to get their voice out there and you know some people might have some really original shit that's really funny and then they get famous or whatever through their youtube or through doing stand-up and they're and then they're out Mm -hmm. of shit you know that was it they were a one-hit wonder or whatever so in this age where we have so many great comedians running around, we also have so many fucking terrible comedians running around, right. you know? Um, 
So yeah, it still it still means something to be a comedian now, but it means less. But it means more to be a great comedian. Right, now, you have I think. so many and the fish in the sea. There's so many fish in the sea. Blah blah blah. Like you have to be able to raise against. Yeah, like think about like when all of those. No. No, no, like no hate on Richard Pryor at all. He's undoubtedly one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. But think about how many people were doing comedy when he came up, you know, like the numbers of people actually investing their time in being a stand-up right. comedian. They're, they were parking cars now, at comedy shows being, just so they yeah, could get fucking open mics. To, right. They didn't have YouTube and shit. It was like just the people that worked at comedy clubs were trying to be comedians. Um, and to be fair, prior paved the way for a lot of like the people that we have now that are like, this is a viable career opportunity. Like if I'm funny, I can make it in comedy and I can do this for a living, you know? And that wasn't really seen as an option before him. So it, it went both ways, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it means more now to be a great comedian and Norm held on to that all the way through. Speaking of great comedians, um, <clears throat> sorry, are we are we done with? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Like, uh, just to kind of, I think, I think we sucked his dick long enough. Cap it all off, like, but <laughs> losing Norm Macdonald was is a tragedy. It's like a tragedy. In, I was upset about it, man. I was I, genuinely upset about it. I started yesterday. to tear up. I'm not gonna lie. Like my eyes got a little watery when I found out. Like I saw the. I saw the headline for, like, Fox News yeah. or one of the news outlets. It was, like, SNL. Did you see it before well, I, I saw sent the it to headline, you? Well, I saw the headline, and it was just, it. all the headline said was, okay. uh, former SNL comedian um, dies at 61 unexpectedly, and I just thought it was one of those clickbaits. Like, I probably heard of this person once or twice, whatever. Then you had texted me, right. and you're like, hey, Norm MacDonald died. Oh. And... I went back and looked at yeah. that fucking article. It's like you gotta be fucking shitting me. And how fucking rude! How fucking disrespectful of them to make right? that the headline. Like that's all he's just some random SNL cast Dude, member died. I Fuck I would have had that. I like I just ignore the fucking clickbait headlines because they're all clickbait. Dude, if I would have seen Norm yeah. Macdonald dies at sixty one because of cancer that no one fucking knew about like i'd be on that shit like white on rice yeah unless it's brown rice then it doesn't have a whole lot of white but that's not brown? even right <laughs> <What? laughs> no brown's not a race it's a color so any yeah so anyway the point of this podcast is uh brown rice deserves less rice <laughs> than white rice um... <laughs> brown rice deserves to be in no, the bottom yeah, it, of the bag I was uh, I was actually on my way out the door uh, when one of my uh, well Travis and you guys know him he's been on the show he told me uh, <clears throat> over game chat while I was like getting ready to get ready and leave the house and I literally just was like what the fuck man he was just like and he said it so nonchalant I don't think he understood like what a he di he didn't really get what that was like. He said something like, "Did you see old McDonald died?" And I was like, "What the fuck? The one are you with the farm, about? like the founder of McDonald's." That's. A, I was like, "What the fuck?" No, he's like, "No, the comedian. Uh, what's his name?" I was like, "Norm McDonald died." He was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "You fucker! <laughs> that's how you say that? Are you kidding?" I, he didn't understand, obviously, like what a who he was. Um, but yeah, no, I I was like getting ready to leave, and I just fucking sat. I like I was late already. I needed a shower and shit, and I literally just sat there for, like, a half an hour just, like, with my head in my hands, like, bro, what the fuck? It took me a minute to fucking collect myself. Well, and that's kind of, I yeah, mean, that's almost the litmus test of, like, you've got people that like to listen to comedy, like, they'll watch comedy specials on Netflix, all that bullshit, like, they like to laugh, but the people that, you said it best, best he's a comics comic. Like, he just... Yeah. If you're really into comedy and you know what all of it is and, like, what it entails and how much these... How much you actually put work into one minute and a half joke, 
like that's when you realize how big of an influence Norm Macdonald was. Otherwise, people are like, oh, yeah, I do remember that yeah. joke, or I watched that skit on SNL or whatever it was. But it, like, if you really get in depth into comedy, that's when you realize how funny he was. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, yeah. He'll be fucking missed, man. I, yeah. Oh, on a brighter uh, note. So, <laughs> yeah. On a brighter note, uh, me and Richie, he's been on the show before also. Um, we've been kind of following this Denver comedian, um, Sam Talent. He's like, he's, he's actually blown up pretty good now. He wrote, he wrote, um, a book called Running the Light. Fucking amazing book. If you haven't read it, go buy it. It's fucking awesome. Um, it's, it's like a deep look at what it's like to like come up in comedy and it's like the nitty gritty. It's not like, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard a few different comedians like talk about the book and they're all like, this is like, this is what it's actually like. Like you'll never get a better look at what coming up in comedy is really like. Um, so if you haven't read the book, go read the book. It's fucking amazing. But he has a special coming out, uh, call, I think it's out now actually, um, it's called waiting for death to claim us. I can't wait for that day. And, uh, he, so he's a Denver comedian, but he's, uh, he's in Northern Colorado. Um, they did. Yeah. Northern Colorado. Uh, they did a premiere for it. So we went to that premiere and it was, (laughs) I was like, I was walking in expecting like a huge pack theater of like all these, you know, comedy fans and all this shit and we get there we paid for tickets and everything never not once were our tickets checked like we just walked right in and uh we're hanging out and we're like looking around seeing who's you know who's who and then uh they get up on he does a q a after the special if you haven't seen the special go buy it um i asked him specifically actually he said uh amazon's the best way to view it they allowed for like a better quality uh, picture or whatever like you can stream it in a higher quality resolution. than anywhere else yeah the resolution's better on amazon so go go rent it on amazon buy it on amazon support um, bezos and his penis rockets <clears throat> yeah well s- support local comedy but uh we're, we're looking around and realize when he goes up to do the q a that we're literally the only people there that are not a friend of his or a direct family member like everybody in the theater is like related to him or a friend of his in some way and we're like literally the only fucking weirdos there that are just like comedy fans it's like a jewish kids concert <laughs> playing the violin it's all family shit and then there's like two random yeah, it, guys like yeah we just kind of walked into this orchestra and <laughs> we just enjoy yeah we just enjoy violin music the man. classical arts kind of like that kind of like that but actually enjoyable you know like <laughs> legitimately probably the funniest special i've ever are seen are you saying jewish kids uh, um, suck at violin i just said violin concerts suck for, like children's violin <laughs> why do you gotta bring the race into it man <laughs> put words in my mouth uh yeah no but it was it was just funny because we were like um are we supposed to be here like did they accidentally sell tickets to this what what's going on right now but it was fucking hilarious, man. Like we we actually we got uh we ended up going to their after party too at the uh what's the comedy club in Fort Collins? Honestly, I have no idea. I didn't realize there was one. It's fairly new. It's actually it's a comedian that owns it. Um he's like a, he's also a Denver comedian, but they do like all that um High Plains Comedy Festival and all that. Yeah, honestly, I have no fucking idea and i lived in fort yeah. collins i wish i would have known there there was one yeah they do they've had a few like bigger names already and they've got bigger ones coming for sure oh good shit finally um, someone that i don't have to drive down the comedy to fort. denver comedy fort the com yeah the comedy fort okay <clears throat> i don't have to drive down to denver to see a good comedy show that isn't just a fucking yeah. open micer. Yeah, exactly. 
which no disrespect. Which, yeah, and I mean, they're not getting, I think, uh, like, yeah, Brian Posehn's going to be there pretty soon. Um, yeah, I don't know. Go check out their shit if you're in northern Colorado. But anyway, we went back there, and uh, we went there for the after party or whatever, and it was closed down. You know, they didn't have any shows going or anything. And it was cool as fuck, man. Like, we just got to hang out with the comedian and um, do drink, you know, drink with the drink with the crew that filmed it and all that you know um but basically like the gist of the story is fucking go support your local comedy man because like you never know when you might meet the next fucking big name you know and that's that's uh, that's really what i wanted to get at is like this guy is fucking he's gonna be one of the greats honestly i really think that well that's the whole like that's why i was saying no disrespect to open micers is because Honestly, I want to do open mics. That's how you get your fucking start. And you have to respect the grind because a great did not get there by just... They didn't tell two jokes for a five-minute span and like, oh, this guy needs a fucking special. Like, they had to work and iron those jokes out. Like, you bomb many, many times before you can tell a successful good joke, much less a good set. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. You got to be okay with bombing. You got to be okay with eating shit all the time and, you know, be okay with knowing that you're not going to be famous in five minutes after you start doing stand up, man. Like it takes, we were talking, we were talking to him about that. Like, cause you know, me and Richie had both talked about doing like some stand up and start doing open mics and shit. And we were talking to him and he was like, man, even if you guys have the, the guts to do it, you're about six years too late to the game. And we're like, what? And he's like, you got to start when you're fucking like 18, man. Cause otherwise you're not going to get famous till you're 40. And then you're out of the mix, you know, like it takes a long time to build an audience and build a following. He's been doing, I think he said he's been doing open mics since he was 19. Um, and he's like in his early thirties now, I think, and just starting to grab some traction and a lot of that was because he wrote a book. Um, not that I didn't, that came out wrong. I, not that he doesn't deserve the traction. I'm just saying like, he's taking extra steps that other comedians probably wouldn't have thought to do. Right. You got to get your get ahead. You yeah. got to get your he's name the out in going. so many different ways yeah. to gain a good amount of traction. Yeah. I mean, we've learned it through <clears throat> this. Like, yeah. Yeah. You got to like, it's not you have to something that you just, out all of a sudden you have a million followers because you put out a good episode. Like we've had good episodes that we thought were fucking hilarious that a lot of people thought were fucking funny. And, but it's not something that just because people like it gets spread around. Like you have to take so many different avenues to get to this one, uh, one place of success where you climbed a hill where you still got a whole fucking mountain to climb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if you got if you wanna uh go listen to him or support him, um go buy his book, buy his special, rent his special, you will not be disappointed, I promise. It's fucking hilarious. Fucking look up some clips on YouTube before you buy it if you want, but I'm telling you, you're gonna watch some clips and you're gonna buy the fucking special. It's so goddamn funny. Um And that's talent with two L's right i s a m t a l l e n t uh yeah t a l l e n t yeah uh yeah go uh go support support the man man he's fucking hilarious he's a funny motherfucker and like, um no he doesn't have this big netflix fucking special but most of those half of yet. those are shit i wouldn't be so I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix buys it after the other um, company is done leasing it, though, honestly. Good. Dude, I hope so. Like, he's yeah. one of those guys that deserves it. Like, And that's the problem with comedy now, too, is just there, there's so much in the media about you can get so far by pandering to whatever the media or – a company, whatever wants you to put out. 
and that can gain some sort of traction, it doesn't mean it's fucking funny. This guy's actually fucking funny, and but it's not SJW or to a certain niche. It's literally just comedy. It is like it's raunchy. <laughs> it's he's uh, he's pretty raunchy, but you know what what good comedy isn't. Um, but yeah, that's that's always it. Go go support this guy. Fucking, he's definitely gonna be on that list of the greats here in, in a few years, I think. And um, if you if you really want to get a good look at him as like a comedian or a person or whatever, go listen to the Are You Garbage podcast that he was the. I think it's called Are You Garbage. He was on. <clears throat> and talked about just like growing up in Colorado and shit. It's a fucking, it's a great, great episode, but yeah. Um, yeah, go support your local comedy, man. Cause you never know when the next fucking Norm Macdonald or, uh, whoever is going to walk through and do a set, you know, there's a lot of these guys that just get lost in the fucking, like the big ass crowd because it is a big crowd now. Like we were talking about earlier. It's just, there's so many and there's so much garbage and uh it's just you've got to be able to there is a diamond in the rough and you're gonna find it eventually so be able to fucking support them and bring it to everyone else absolutely well what do you say man should we wrap this bad boy up yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, it's fucking good to be back. Yeah, you know, we're going to get back on our regular schedule. Uh, we're going to be back to either make your ears bleed or smile. Um, really depends on what you're into. Usually raunchy shit, but uh, whatever you're into, listen to us. Yep. If you hate it, fucking spread it. <laughs> We will catch you next time on Don't Tell Me Cast. Later, bitches. You've been listening to the Don't Tell Me Podcast with your host, Boston Deer. It's Thanksgiving. You want to go smoke crack before dinner? <laughs> Cody Langton. Oh, I've always wanted to have sex with a guy with Down syndrome. And Joe McGinnis. Oh, I look like a gas station yeah. knife. You don't see me fucking. <laughs> and Eric, God, I love him, but he would not shut the fuck up. <laughs>